everybody and welcome back to Don't Praise the Machine. This is episode number 115. I'm one of your hosts. I go by the name Alexander Holland. And as always, I'm sat digitally next to my number one prince of podcasting. It's got to be the one called... John Maloney. And John Maloney. Bit of news got slid across my digital desk this week. <laughs> that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And I sent it to you straight away. And that was YouTuber Mr. Beast put out a brand new YouTube video. And it became the second most viewed YouTube video in the history of YouTube in 24 hours. Racking Holy up smokes. racking up an astounding 47 million views in just 24 hours. <laughs> Uh, can you now? Did do you know what the most viewed YouTube video in twenty four hours? Wait a second, so oh, so this is the most in twenty four hours. So we, so, so he put the yeah. video so he put the video out, and within yeah. tw- within twenty four hours, it racked up the yeah. most views of any YouTube video within the first day of it being posted. Do you know what the number one most viewed YouTube video in the first twenty four hours was? <sighs> You're gonna love this. You're gonna uh, let me tell you something, John. You're gonna absolutely love it. Char- was Charlie bit my finger? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is hilarious. Isn't it hilarious now that like there's all these there's these YouTube's been around for so long that there's kind of nostalgic little YouTube references yeah. and everybody like la- oh Taze on Day, Chocolate Rain, of course, yeah, exactly. Rebecca Black Chocolate Friday. Rain. There's so many, so many tube eras. Now, the number one most viewed YouTube video, and this says, yeah. this says something about our culture that I don't know if I'm very happy with. Uh, the most viewed YouTube video in the history of YouTube within the first 24 hours was the Guardian newspaper posting an excerpt from the Australian broadcast on the Seven Network of the infamous Oscars Chris Rock Will Smith slap. Oh wow! Fifty million, go. fifty million views within the first twenty-four hours. So this raises an issue which I've been curious about for some time, which is often in in television shows and films, you will get when they want to mash together a bunch of news reports, like um, particularly documentaries, if they want to do one of those little montages where they kind of introduce you to a story by giving you these hot little clips from different newscasters talking about the story. They always seem to have Australians on there, which makes me think we must just have really cheap or like limited. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we, we must just give this shit away in hopes that people will some, somehow decide to start listening to Australian <laughs> news networks. Like, I don't know. Like ABC in America or M- like MSNBC in the US goes, Oh, we're going to show a montage of this particular. Mm. There's been a world event, and we're going to show a montage of news clips, and they're just all from Australian news. Yeah, then you get just- then you get somebody going. It was Elton John's last farewell concert tonight. <laughs> then you go, what the fuck? Why is this? Why? Why is like the the news that's done down the road from me always on this <laughs> real? So 
Mr. Beast racking up 47 million views in 24 hours. And that got me. I sent it to you. Uh, and were you, would I be right in thinking, John, that you were not particularly familiar with Mr. Beast up until this week? How familiar were you with Big Old Beastie, a.k.a. James the Gymster Jimmy Donaldson? I had, I knew his name and um, I was, I'd read a couple of articles about uh, the fact that he was receiving divisive responses from basically having these videos where he would engage in random acts of altruism using immense amounts of money, which seemed like a, you know, fine thing to do to me. I mean, it's, you know, a bit, a bit cheesy, but the people who were benefiting seemed to be actually benefiting. Um, but people didn't like that because it was a bit dystopian and (laughs) kind of crass, I guess. Um, but I didn't. I don't think at that. I don't think until this week I had actually viewed any of his content or maybe okay. a few little snippets. But yeah, yeah. So, Mr. Beast, aka James Donaldson, he has mm. the second most subscribed YouTube video, uh, YouTube channel in the world now mm. at 161 million subscribers, and it got me thinking. I haven't checked in in a while. In the, at the top 10 most subscribed YouTube channels in the world. And if you'd asked mm. me, if you'd said to me, oh, Al, can you guess, give me a couple of channels. How many channels do you think you could guess would be in the top 10 most subscribed YouTube channels? If you'd said that to me this week, I think I would have got three right. Mm. I would have said... Really? Yeah. Uh, I would have known... The number one, which is T-Series, yeah. I would have known yeah. Mr. Beast and I would have known PewDiePie. And I think yeah. I think that's the only three that I would have known were in the top ten. And so mm. that- I would have known zero, <laughs> I reckon, <laughs> to be honest. And that's what I, I love. I've been like, um, is it Kylie Minogue? <laughs> <laughs> What's something? What's something else that's Im- immensely popular that you just would have assumed? Oh well, that's popular in the real world, so it must yeah. be really popular on must be YouTube. Really popular. Is it uh, the Coca Cola Channel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it? Is it Chanel? I don't know. I mean, what would you think? I would have thought I would have probably picked a bunch of celebrities from ten years ago, which is the last time I spent any time proper yeah. time on YouTube. I think I did. Uh, I didn't go past the top 10 and perhaps if we do go into the I think if if you go if you go further into the top 100 then definitely actual celebrities and their yeah. their own channels start appearing but uh there are no Hollywood celebrities in the top 10 most subscribed YouTube mm. channels like when you get down further it's people that I would have expected would have a reasonably big YouTube presence like Ed Sheeran, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift. Yeah, and they're all uh, just essentially music video channels, I think. Although I guess they, I haven't, I haven't looked. Maybe they do post. I, I think, I think Ed. I remember, I remember checking in on Ed Sheeran's channel a little while ago, and it, it kind of looked like his management team had said, "Yeah, you better do some more little like TikToky short form videos where he's sort of uncomfortably, uh, right? Because he's yeah. not really, he's not, <laughs> he's not really made for." kind of fun short form videos ed sheeran that's not really no. where his appeal lies so just seeing a little 
uh, vertical video of him going, oh, hi, everyone, it's me, Ed Sheeran. I just go, no, I'm not going to watch this. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather just, you know, watch the... Turn it off. Yeah, the, the D'Amelio twins dancing on TikTok than <laughs> yeah, your right. ginger mug. Uh, but it got me thinking. Uh, I, I glanced at the top 10 YouTube channels uh, after I saw that Mr. Beast and we'll come to Mr. Beast uh, in a sec, but I sent it to you and I said, wouldn't it be fun for this week's episode if we just go through the top 10 most subscribed YouTube channels in the world at the moment? Because I don't think either of us are particularly familiar with them. And this is the hilarious and amazing no. thing about YouTube is that, you know, I've spoken on this show many times that... I have an unhealthy relationship with YouTube and need need sort of 27 Google Chrome plugins to curb my use of <laughs> you. I've got I've got plugins that blur the thumbnails, I've got plugins that take the view count off, I've got plugins that mean I can't read the comments, all these little mm. things that are meant to just help me uh not spend my life in the tube as I say. <laughs> And as a person who's quite deep in it, your life's going down the tube. (laughs) (laughs) As a person whose life is constantly going down the tube, none of the top 10 most subscribed YouTube video, uh, YouTube channels I'm subscribed to. And Mm. nor was I familiar with very much of the content. I know PewDiePie and I was occasionally subscribed to PewDiePie. We'll come to him in a minute, Felix. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I have seen some Mr. Beast videos more recently because of his <laughs> meteoric rise has caught my attention. But mm. but the rest of them, I was just like, what is God? Which I kind of expected. I knew mm. there'd be kids channels, but I, I wasn't aware of the kind of themes that would come up. So maybe, yeah. So maybe we can just start, John, with the number 10. Most subscribed YouTube channel yeah, in do, the world. Let's do 10 to 1. Number 10. So number 10, John. Coming in at number 10 in the most subscribed YouTube channel. As of right now, Monday, 19th of June, 2023. <laughs> uh, it's a brand that you and me are familiar with. Uh, mm. Not a huge surprise, I guess, if you kind of understand the global appeal. It's the world wrestling it's entertainment i think it's now it used to be wwf world wrestling federation yeah, wwe is world wrestling what is, entertainment what does it even stand for i think it's world wrestling entertainment mm. now is that right world wrestling entertainment yep yeah uh the vince mcmahon the mcmahon owned empire of What's it called? Kayfabe? Is that what that made up kind? Have you heard of Kayfabe? It's that kind of, I think it's called Kayfabe. Let me just get this right. Uh, it's the it's the theatrical sport, if you want to call mm. it that. The, uh, the predetermined theatrical sport of yeah. world wrestling entertainment. John, what are your memory? What, look, maybe, uh, look, I'm sitting at home. I've never yeah. heard, I've never heard of WWE. If I pop that on, mm. into, if I put that on my YouTube, what's yeah? What, help me understand what's you're going an, on. If you're an alien and you wanted to understand, <laughs> yeah. what, let's, let's do let's what take wrestling the, was. Let's take the Third Rock from the Sun approach. Yeah, where exactly. The television show Third Rock from the Sun, which was about a family of aliens that came to Earth, <laughs> and they didn't know anything about our cultural norms or mm. anything a- anything about Earth and hilarity ensued 
Yeah, they they went to a world wrestling entertainment match <laughs> and they became massive fans. Yeah, I've I've got various memories of being kind of wrestling adjacent in my teens, I guess, because I had a bunch of friends in high school who were kind of into world wrestling games and therefore, and I think through the games, like through WWF, you know, shit that they had going on on going out on Nintendo and stuff, they got actually into watching like pay-per-view wrestling matches and following some of these characters. Yeah, it was uh, hip. It was hip as a kid to be into was, yeah. wrestling. To so be into had, WWF. I don't know, I remember like... The Undertaker. The Undertaker and Bret Michaels and... Um, Bret the, 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 the Hitman Hart. Bret Hart, that's probably what I'm thinking of. Although um, uh, Shawn Michaels might be another one I'm mixing it up with. And then there's a guy who used to talk to the hand puppet. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? Hang on. Um, he, was quite, he was quite a charismatic guy. Yeah, is that? Uh, man, I think that's mankind. Mankind, and he had a puppet called Mister Socko. <laughs> uh, and of course, back before he was, um, back before he was a bank making movie star, Dwayne the Rock Johnson used of course. to used to come in and say, "Can you smell what the Rock is cooking?" I'm going to lay the smack down on your candy ass. If you can smell. Jabroni. Jabroni. (laughs) Yeah, now you've got stuff like four hours of Shawn Michaels' best matches. I watched that Oh, These are the the videos Um, on the channel. Yeah, I watched all four hours of uh, (laughs) Shawn Michaels' best matches, and there were some good matches on there. I watched 25 jaw-dropping money in the bank ladder match. Uh, (laughs) Hang on. I can't. I can't read it because there's too much, too many betting ads coming at me. But um, uh, yeah, twenty-five jaw-dropping money in the bank ladder match moments. We all, I'm sure, a lot of us have watched that. Come um, round. You remember you used to, used to invite the dudes over for a few cans, a few hours of ladder matches. Mm, collapse of the bloodline. One hundred and five minutes. WWE playlist. Uh, Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Road Night of Champions, Road to Night of Champions, and there's a few there's a few heroes of of ours in the in the DPTM world who were more 1980s uh, mm. WWF stars. I mean, I I wasn't really that much of aware of him. I, I was familiar with him as a kid, but uh, as an adult, we've subscribed on the Don't Praise the Machine Instagram account to quite a few channels that post <laughs> quite a lot of 1980s WWF. E slash WWF content, mm-hmm. man, fucking macho man, Randy Savage is just one <laughs> of my favorite people on earth. Yeah, he's quite a very, very unique individual. Uh, um, Ric Flair, macho man, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, mm, obviously. Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be quite into Hulk when I was a boy. Yeah. I don't know why, I just liked his vibe. <laughs> and I liked, I just liked very giant men. It's kind of a cool spectacle. <laughs> Bit of YouTube, uh, bit of YouTube WWE crossover as well. Now you've got massively popular YouTuber Logan Paul appears as a WWE star. Did you know this? Right. He's like, he's like not only he's not only a sports drink shill and uh, (laughs) kind of poisonous cancer on the earth, but he's also (laughs) a wrestler. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, wow. And a scam I, artist. He's, he's also a scam artist. Let's throw that in line. He loves Paul. he loves promoting shit house cryptocurrencies <laughs> and <laughs> fake sports. And just uh, wrapping this bit up, John, definition of kayfabe, uh, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E, uh, as I mentioned earlier, in professional wrestling, the fact or convention of presenting staged performances as genuine or authentic. And often the term kayfabe was used for um, when people were being quite critical of the Trump presidency and the sideshow that would surround that. It was referred to, Trump rallies are often referred to by critics of the Trumposphere as kayfabe. Oh wow! Because he's bo- he's borrowed a lot of the tropes of wrestling, old Trumpy. Mm. To, uh, and he used to he used to occasionally guest on the odd wrestling yeah, match, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. He's uh, he appeared a few times and would would involve himself in wrestling matches. Of course, wow. of course, he did because it's so it's so yeah. tr- it's so Trumpy. Moving right along, John, we're going right into number I nine. Think Barack, to be fair, I think Barack Obama did as well. <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he did. He was. He was like ca- Obama cage match with <laughs> yeah, right. Yokozuma, Michelle and Barack tag team. <laughs> um, so they've got ninety five point three million subscribers. <laughs> That's around about four Australias. Who's uh, the WWE? WWE. And that's bottom of the 10. WWE coming in at number nine and the first of the non-English YouTube channels. We've got Z Music Company with 95.9 million. So this is an uh, Indian channel in Hindi. Uh, So this one, I'm not sure particularly how interesting this one was. I guess we'll talk more about T-Series, which is kind of the big dog of the indian music youtube well have you got anything in particular about z music there john the main thing i'd like to say about z music is that it's part of india's <laughs> leading television media and entertainment companies it says it's amongst the largest producers and aggregations of hindi programming in the world with an extensive library housing over two hundred twenty-two thousand hours of television content wow blah, 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 blah. so it's a kind of similar to its larger partner team t-series which we'll come to it's a kind of aggregator for Mostly music and music videos. Yeah. Um, and there are a couple of things on here I'd recommend. There's, <laughs> there's one called uh, Let's Get It Party, Honey 3.0, Yo-Yo Honey Sing, and Leo Grewal, uh, Z Music Originals there. I enjoyed that. Uh, there was another one. Let's see. There's another one called which is actually a genuine banger. It's called Torture by J- Jagira Sarah Rara and uh, Nawazuddin Siddiqui and Niha Sharma. And uh, it's uh, it's good stuff. I mean, it's not really the kind of music I'd regularly put on, but these are incredibly popular videos. Yeah. yeah. So India, and again, we'll speak a little bit about demographics as well, but uh, if you know, if we can, if we can hop from the, if we can hop from the YouTube subscriber leaderboard uh, over to the global population leaderboard. Right now, we've got mm. coming in at number one. It's everybody's favourite nation, uh, saber rattling at various other nations, particularly its neighbour Taiwan. That's China, China, <laughs> coming in at one point four billion people, followed. Ooh. Followed by India with 1.3 billion. So that's mm, a lot of people who are looking for content on the tube. Do you mind if I move on to the next one, John? Please, yeah. So coming in at number eight, and I knew that there were going to be these. I knew I, there's a part of me, as soon as I said I'm going to look at the top 10 
YouTube channels. I knew that a lot of them were going to make me very angry. The first two didn't at all. They brought me quite a bit of joy and happiness. I love a bit of, I love a little bit of Indian music. I love a little bit of Bollywood glamour. I love a bit of world wrestling glamour. Mm. It's all, it's mm. all, it's all just fun. Uh, and number eight, it's the first channel that made me go. This is making me real angry, and I, I, <laughs> I don't like this at all, and I don't think that this is good. And that's a channel called Vlad and Nikki coming in at yeah. 97.8 million. And this channel <laughs> is the first of three that will appear in the top 10 that are all oddly similar. Perhaps we can just lump them all together. I was going to go through them all individually, but perhaps yeah. it makes more sense to actually lump them all together because they are stunningly similar in both they are. in both content, uh, kind of global origin, and then mm. all, and then also... Yeah, so so I'll just tell you what they are. So at number eight, at number eight, we got Vlad and Nikki at ninety-seven point yep. eight million. The number seven, uh, we have like uh, Natasia uh, at one hundred and six million subscribers, and yep. then coming in at number five, we have Kids Diana Show. No, yeah, mm. uh, Kids Diana Show at one hundred and twelve million subscribers. So, John, what do all these channels? share what's the vibe of these three sure so maybe it's it's best demonstrated if i read you a little bit from the summary of the channel's origin so vlad and nikki starting at number eight it's a youtube channel and it features uh russian american born brothers vladislav vashketov vashketov and nikita vashketov and their parents sergey and victoria originate from moscow and they run 21 YouTube channels in 18 languages. Now, they reside in Miami, Florida, and they occasionally live in uh, the place which I think of, of all places tells you that whoever's uh, living there has a, a bit of heart and authenticity, and that's Dubai and the United <laughs> Arab Emirates. So that's Vlad and Nikki's channel, right? Um, then if you look at, if you look at, if you go up to the Kids Diana show, um, it's done by so the kids diana show is eva kidisyuk known online as kids diana show is a ukrainian american youtuber together with her brothers with her brother roma and parents volodymyr and elena she hosts several youtube channels producing role play oriented children's content yeah and, and she's nine years st- old that's right uh sh- they started making youtube videos <clears throat> As a hobby, they say, her parents, uh, Olena and Volodymyr, when her brother was born. Uh, They were born in Kiev in Ukraine. She first appeared in a video in 2015, and then they hit a million subscribers in just over a year. And then both parents in 2017 left their jobs to focus on their YouTube channel and later relocated to Miami, Florida. So why why are people coming from Eastern (laughs) Europe to Miami, Florida... (laughs) To force their kids to make YouTube channels. <laughs> if I could just uh, throw in my favorite, which is like Natasia, number seven, coming in at 106 million subscribers. Uh, mm. Like Natasia is a Russian American YouTuber, age nine, for something a bit different. Uh, and her mm. channels have also been dubbed into many languages. And, and just to kind of throw a bit of spanner in the works, the family relocated from Russia to Miami, Florida in 2018. <laughs> What's going on? I think the, I think the uh, Florida authorities need to look into this phenomenon. 
is this yeah is it some there's a few videos on youtube that were saying that they thought it was some kind of like money which i don't think it is i don't think it is a money laundering scheme but is these there are like a content farm in miami or yeah that's what that's what well <laughs> people were suggesting that the views might be might be from bots but i don't mm. but then another guy did a did a um a youtuber that i looked at did a little bit of an investigation and he said that they all seem to be being supported officially by youtube which would suggest that they're not scammy oh. because if the if the views were were fake then it wouldn't be the kind of thing that youtube would typically want as a company to support so essentially what you have here maybe you can describe what these channels look because they they're all just pretty much the same thing yeah uh, it's not good it's uh it's, <laughs> what is it what do these channels look like john when you throw you actually asked me you asked me to talk about when you texted me in the week you said can you do these kids <laughs> channels please because they make me feel yucky <laughs> they made look they made me feel a bit a bit crook i got to um i got to one I think it was the Kids Diana show. Yeah. And I watched a movie called, a video called Little Oliver's Magical Carousel Adventure. And then I just realized that I was a 40-year-old man alone in my office watching <laughs> YouTube videos <laughs> about children. Eastern European kids in Florida. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In hyper-saturated colors. With... They're, they're all extremely similar. They all have uh, these kind of very... Very sort of twee, very, very colourful, kind of hyper-coloured, um, saturated videos with people, with kids like running around in a maze or they might be doing quests. There's one where a kid is like sampling 10 different um, uh, ten different careers. So he has to like, he's dressed in a little farmer's outfit and he's running okay. around picking up eggs like a little baby farmer. And then he's like driving a tractor and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then he's like probably in a, in a smock and he's, uh, I don't know, doing a lung transplant. But, um, but Oliver, who I watched is one of the youngest siblings of, I think it's, um, I think it's the, hang on a sec. I get them all mixed up. <laughs> it's the kids. Yeah. He's, he's one of Diana's siblings, um, so when she, I think he was, you know, born when they'd moved from the Ukraine to, uh, to Miami and, uh, now he's been roped into it along with her and her brother. Um, and they just kind of run around little mazes and then, I don't know, you go to like Vlad and Nikki, you've got, you've got just kind of things like, um, Vlad and Nikki and new useful stories for kids about behaving and friendship. Uh, and that'll just be them running around. It'll be Barely understandable. Um, Chris and mom learn to cook pizza. Uh, Chris rides on a school bus and helps his friends get to school. So it's clearly directed at uh, kids who are whose parents have become exhausted by try, <laughs> exactly. trying to stimulate them and are just plonking them in front of the TV knowing that <sighs> nothing's going to be presented to them, which would be particularly confronting or influential. It's, um, it's absolute... Uh, it's, it's like the most saccharine sweet candy for a child's brain. These videos, mm. you can see mm. that you could take, I think you could just about take a, 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 an infant who was just like, they'd just been brought home from hospital and you could put that <laughs> child in front of a TV, probably up until, yeah. probably, probably up until about the age of, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe like. <laughs> I reckon maybe until the age of five or six, this is yeah, a, this yeah. is the type of content that they would just 
eat up because it really is like if you'd given if you'd said to your kids uh you know like if it's kind of the difference between if you said to the kids do you want to read this do you want to read this book or would you like me to just give you a massive bowl of skittles and m&ms and twizzlers mm. um because <laughs> so yeah obviously that is what happening is like exhausted parents are just going oh, i i just need a break so they go let's just put a Let's just let's just find videos of uh, Eastern European kids in Miami uh, mm. in in a color Getting. in a colorful play world. Getting like prodded around a maze by their parents. <laughs> it's I do kind of I do love also that like I mean I think the other thing we should mention as well, uh, which is going to appear a little bit in this top ten again and not in the kids channels. Uh, mm. I'm going to tell you if you're if you're out there and you're thinking I'd love to have my own channel one day be in the top ten YouTube channels. There's one thing that you can absolutely do based on my uh, investigation of these channels and my analysis. The one right. thing that you can do to really up your chances of getting your channel into the top ten most subscribed YouTube channels of all time is to add sound effects every second. <laughs> And That's not just, true. and when I say sound effects, I'm talking about old timey slide whistles, honk, mm. honky horns, chipmunks. Chip, uh, if you've got a chipmunk giggle sound effect, you're on. If you've got the, the kind of the little xylophone, the, the xylophone upward, mm. upward noise that makes it sound like a, a mouse is uh, scuttering across the floor. Yeah, totally. Uh, the kind of noise when Fred, uh, Fred Flintstone would run, the <laughs> kind of bongo noise. <laughs> if, you've, if you've just got all those sound effects, then you're going to be on a winner because all of the Eastern European children's channels have a sound effect every every second somebody blinks some every arm makes a swish noise every mm. smile makes a kind of triangle bing yeah. it's just sound effects sound effects sound effects it's just stimulate 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 it's saturated colors it's children being allowed to do all the things that children shouldn't be allowed to do like just fucking mm. hammer candy and, mm. you know, probably like run around on roads. It's all the kids are just watching it going, <laughs> oh, look at this kid just fucking just... eating Snickers and Mars bars <laughs> and going on a roller coaster <laughs> and then driving a Ferrari. And then you've got these like recently arrived Russians and Ukrainians uh, yeah. on Ocean Drive in Miami just going, Vlad, you need to eat more candy. And then Vlad's just going, <laughs> yes, mama, I eat more candy. And <laughs> No, no, that's too much candy, Vlad. You need to eat less candy. <laughs> oh, no, I eat less candy. And you go, 1.7 billion views? What the fuck? <laughs> and the parents kind of look very unpolished. Like they look like they've just kind of had you know, lives that had nothing to do with show business in uh, in Ukraine and Russia. And then they've kind of realized that this is a gold mine and they dress themselves in kind of candy colored <laughs> kitty clothing. <laughs> so you sent me a photo earlier, which was like, which was a screen grab from one of the videos with this sort of burly Russian man just dressed in like... <laughs> clothes that had little jelly beans on them and stuff. Yeah, he's wearing like, <laughs> he just like a pink t-shirt t- with donut yeah. sprinkles on it and, and like <laughs> yeah, bright right. bright pink shorts with his arm around his blonde daughter 
Just going, yeah. do you want to be princess? Yes, daddy, I want to be princess. And you go, yes, I'm number one princess. If I was a more forward-thinking lawyer, I would go to Miami and set up a, a law firm specializing in those child emancipation cases because that's what's going to happen in a few years' time. These kids are going to go, where's all my money from all these fucking no YouTube shit. clips you made me do? Not only not only where is all my money, but what, mm. like, why have you put thousands of hours of my childhood yeah, on the internet on the internet for yeah. the for the world to consume and then I, yeah. wonder, I wonder what it's like for those kids i wonder how recognized they are by other children mm, around true if they're if they're you know if when they're out like hanging out in miami yeah uh, i wonder if they are ever allowed out of the <laughs> of the content farm <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would really recommend anybody just check out. Yeah, so you've got, you know, just take your just take your pick. I'm sure there's a Russian or Ukrainian uh, American children's channel out there for everybody. You got Vlad and mm. Nikki. Like, write us in. Look, write us and tell us. Did you guys love Vlad and Nikki? Did you love? Yeah. Kid, did you love Kids Diana Show? Or are you more alike Natasia family? You're a you're a like Nastia. Nastia. Nastier, that's uh, right. I like nastier. Yeah, you, and we'll get we'll get people bitterly disagreeing. Going, <laughs> kids, Diana show just has a just has heart and authenticity, and Vlad and Nikki are just fucking derivative bullshit <laughs> artists. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that is the Russian and Ukrainian children's channel. Yeah, which I did not expect. At yeah, all. I had no idea weird? that was a thing. Mm, isn't so that weird, weird. I, and yeah and like do they do those parents know each other like how did that become like a social contagion that they were all like oh let's uh we're living in eastern europe let's get our children to make incredibly successful uh sort of candy colored content and then we'll all move to the same city in florida <laughs> like, what's going on I tried, the only thing I found was this one video that a guy had do where he was wondering whether or not they had managed to get bots to, but it was a thing where they'd managed mm. to get bots to up their numbers, but I didn't see any proof of that. I mean, if anyone knows, I would love if anyone, if it, I would love to investigate that more and understand yeah. why it is that three channels in the top 10 are mm. making, oh man, it just could not be. Look, I mean, I'm not a child psychologist, but just looking at mm. that, I just go, this is trash. <laughs> so check it out. Shall we go to number, coming in at number six, it's a former YouTube champion and perhaps the name that's most familiar to our listeners out there because he was king of YouTube for many, many, mm. many, many years. And that's Swedish born YouTube superstar Felix Kjellberg, a.k.a. PewDiePie, and that must have been a name that was familiar to you, John. He was he yes. reigned supreme as the number one YouTuber for many years with the most subscribers. Mm. He's since fallen to number six with 111 million. How familiar mm. were you with the Pewds? <laughs> uh, look, I knew his name, and I think I knew the kind of... Like, I wasn't surprised by the kind of content that he was putting out. Um and what's interesting to me is he kind of, is he probably because of his degree of influence, he seems to have sort of set the tone for how a lot of people who do like, you know, Twitch streaming and totally. things like that present themselves. Cause he just totally. seems like this kind of internet personality 
composite of, you know, various different people that you now could see online because yeah. he's got this kind of, he's got this sort of crass, sometimes obnoxious, quite frenetic, but also sort of wry and slightly insecure kind of, you know, standoffish gamer persona that, that he... Uh, in the, in, I think this is right. I think in the YouTube top 10 most subscribed channels at the moment, he's the last bastion of a bygone era of YouTube mm. where you have the vlogger. I mean, this, this, this is still massive in the gaming uh, community. And as you say, PewDiePie very much helped popularize this style of video, but the style of video where it's very simple very low production values compared to someone like Mr. Beast, where it's literally a person sitting in a chair, looking at their webcam and addressing the camera directly and maybe playing some clips, maybe playing some video games. Uh, Yeah. And yeah, for a time that ruled supreme. And now Mm. PewDiePie is the last person. He's the only one in the top 10 who's still, Mm. who's still, uh, doing that. So he got started doing, I think, Minecraft videos as actually, I think it's the same with Mr. Beast. Um, Minecraft was the entry point for a lot of people into YouTube. Mm. And I remember when he started getting big and he popped up on my radar, PewDiePie, and I checked his videos and they, I just hated them so much. And uh, (laughs) because he was doing baby talk and screaming, screaming at horror video games and i remember thinking this is awful and um it's sort of i mean some of his stuff that i was watching is just everything that irritates me about that kind of nerd persona that uh that you see that you see on like twitch streaming vids and stuff i did and then some years later i tuned back into him and he had really he'd Mm. switched his style uh and Mm. was actually doing quite thought-provoking videos that weren't him playing video games he would often mm. comment on social issues and i actually was for a time subscribed to him because he wasn't doing the baby voice anymore mm. he wasn't right. talking like this <laughs> uh, so yeah it seemed to be his his initial style was that kind of screaming i mean this is i, the, I mean i gotta tell you if you want if you want your youtube channel to take off here's what you do sound effects baby voice scream yeah. screaming and screaming and breaking things it's like mm. it's mm. just hyper 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 stimulation and basically mm. if you can just make a youtube channel that's all the things that young boys want to do but aren't allowed to that's mm. your channel right there that's your billions of views saying offensive things and eating chuckling to, to themselves eating junk and- food yeah, yeah. You know, going all the stuff that your parents don't let you do because they're good yeah. because they're good parents. Uh, yeah, sure. Just make a YouTube Who's... channel. I want to make a YouTube channel. It's just called Terrible Parents, and it's just children <laughs> with millions of dollars who are really spoiled with a lot of sound of <laughs> with a lot of honky horns and slide yeah, whistles. That's right. Bad. My channel is going to be called Bad Parents with Honky Horns and Slide Whistles. But the strange thing about PewDiePie, as you say, because he graduated into doing this sort of more social commentary stuff and he then he there was a couple of famous instances of him trolling with various kind of you know um he said tongue-in-cheek kind of anti-semitic messages and stuff like that which resulted in him uh getting getting pilloried in some parts of the kind of tech press and then i think he kind of then decided to maybe not because of that, but just because he'd been doing it for ages, he decided to kind of 
semi-retire. So his post's now less than he used to in his heyday, I think. Mm. And this is all from uh, his Wikipedia page, which is about 300 pages long. Oh, my God. That was, I mean, of course, because he is a tech person with a very, very, Mm. very online audience over many years, Mm. his, his Wikipedia article is insane it's like half of wikipedia <laughs> it's like a biography it's insane yeah <laughs> i was trying to get just basic information on felix yeah. uh and it's oh my god it's it's, it's so huge. long uh so skipping over number five because that's kids diana show another uh, ukrainian american miami sensation we're going to number four and this is a channel that you sent me a video from, John, that got me real interested. And this is the another Indian channel with 157 mm. million subscribers. This is Sony Entertainment Television India, often abbreviated yeah. to SET India. Mm-hmm. And why you tell us? Oh, you sent me a video, John, and I'm going to get to the show. I actually know the show of the... The show that you sent oh, me, which I've you. absolutely fallen in love with. I'm going to make a real recommendation to everybody. Check this show out. But yeah. what did you happen to see when you put on set India? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I saw, um, is it called the Kapil Sharma That's show? The, it's called the Kapil Sharma show. And boy, yeah. oh boy, everybody out there. Yeah, just talk about the... So, yeah, do yourself a favor. Yeah, so maybe I'll just give, the, I'll give a little bit of a quick background on the channel and then John can go sure. into its number one top program, which is pretty much the whole channel uh, for anyone out there. All the value is in the Kapil Sharma show. But it is, yeah, it's it was initially a pay television station in India, so it already has quite a lot of brand recognition, the Sony Entertainment Television India uh, channel. And it was so it was launched as a pay TV channel in 95 and then they've obviously added a youtube channel as time has gone Uh, on 157 million subscribers a lot of original content including Mm. my favorite new show soon to be everybody out there's brand new favorite show forget about succession you need to check out the kapil sharma (laughs) show (laughs) yeah it's pretty good stuff it's basically it's got a kind of um vibe of you know if the jonathan ross show or something went to went to india and just kind of took on <laughs> a bunch got, of and got a lot guests. more nutty yeah it got it's very kind of um madcap and again very colorful so it's a show that opens with uh kapil sharma i guess that must be him coming out of some doors and he's uh he's faced with met with a very very enthusiastic studio audience yes. and then he rips into a kind of classic sort of um you know like your kind of monologue introduction and then you've got guests so in that sense it's a standard sort of talky show i think although it's interspersed i believe i haven't sat down and watched a full episode with various um like comedic segments and character actors and things like that. People yeah. playing various games. And the, set, and the set is massive. It's almost like he's coming out of a... If you could picture a kind of... If you went to a theme park and there was a fake kind of Wild West world or a fake castle mm, world. He looks quite he looks quite young and trendy. And he's got this um, offsider whose name I can't remember or don't think I learned <laughs> who's a woman who sits in a kind of throne like chair yeah she sits um, she sits on like a couch in the front mm, so there's the studio audience the front of the audience this yeah. is what this is the first thing that makes the show quite unique and different from your traditional talk show is that mm. he 
he comes out and he interacts with a kind of older Indian woman who's sitting on her own couch in the mm. front row of the studio audience. And she plays the role in a sense of kind of hype man and, you know, partner in crime, a bit like um, Andy Richter does for Conan O'Brien or something, yeah. except except that, yeah, he kind of, he segues from doing these monologues, which are more typical to like, I'm just watching it now and something's <laughs> happened where a man dressed as a postman has come out and given him a letter <laughs> and then another, another man dressed in a apron and a uh, skirt has come out and is really angry at him for some reason. So it's like, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of a crazy combination of like skits. And then I think they have guests and the, and the actors from the skits kind of interact with the guests and, He's just at the center of this crazy maelstrom, and there's lots of, <laughs> uh, lots of fun sound effects. Oh, like every sound, joke that he tells, the sound effects. Yeah, every joke that he tells is, is followed by a wobble, like a or sometimes like a, like a or fart even sound. even like a badum pish, badum tish. Yeah, the yeah, classic yeah, badum tish. Yeah, um, and that's obviously extremely successful because it's. Uh, one of the main things that you can see on on the Sony, what is it called? The Sony, the Sony Entertainment. It's at the, and the Capil, I think I maybe said Camille. It's the Capil Sharma show, and it's my yeah, favorite. Kapil and Sharma. it's it's my favorite show in television. <laughs> uh, coming, so that's that's number four. Number three, we have uh, another appearance of a children's channel. This one a lot more palatable than the Russian and Ukrainian children's television channels. Uh, and I have heard people, parents say that this is a channel that they feel more comfortable putting their children in front of. And that mm. is the channel Coco Melon at 160 million subscribers. Coco Melon. Uh, I, I actually, I looking at the Coco Melon videos, I did sort of recognize the style. I felt like, yeah, I've seen, yeah. I've seen some of this. Before, so they produce 3D animated videos uh, mm. with their own original children's songs, and they throw in some traditional nursery rhymes. And mm. there's kind of educational messages for children that you might yeah. expect in more traditional children's media, uh, which is the kind of you know traditional children's television had to adhere to a certain set of standards, and uh, unlike yeah, yeah, un yeah, yeah, unlike. Yeah unlike so many children's YouTube channels. But, uh, yeah, watching this, it did feel a little bit more like, I get this, okay, cool. It's, you know, okay, this is how we wash our hair. This is the way we wash our hands, you know. Mm. This, you know, don't play with the scissors. Yeah. Don't, don't put your hand in the fire. Yeah, these, exactly. These kinds of things. Did you have a little bit of a checkout of Coco Melon? I sure did. I think I remember watching it when I was... Again, I think I mentioned a story that came from looking after my brother's kids last week. And again, I'm pretty sure that at one point I have a memory of being extremely hungover because I'd come around <laughs> uh, after a big day adventure boozy, in New York the day before. Boozy Uncle John. Yeah. Out on the New to. York, out on the, out on the New York margaritas and I think Bloody I Marys, a, out on the New York Bloody Marys. I think I'd had an edible and gone to the Met and, and then 
followed it up with a boozy night at, and and uh, so I was a bit not quite myself and I was sitting there watching very colourful 3D characters having a dance and telling me to look both ways before I crossed the road, which was a strange, strange and memorable experience. And they're very, they're, they're very kind of, um, it's a bit old fashioned in a way in that it's it kind of th- 3D animation that you might have seen in the early days of computer generated animation. And I watched something called Rainbow Colors Animal Dance, uh, which I assumed would be a kind of culture wars flashpoint, but it was actually just a bunch of people uh, dancing. It was very, very benign. Um, something that I noticed about this channel, John, which is going to give you a little bit of a feel old yet, and also mm. this is this is quite an amazing thing to think about, and it's it's amazing to think about certain YouTube channels being, you know, we, we hear a lot about traditional media and mm. it's funny to start thinking about kind of traditional legacy media, I was going to say. And it's, it's interesting to think that when will we start talking about legacy YouTube media? Because Coco Melon mm. started as a YouTube channel in 2006, making it oh, wow. a 17-year-old mm. YouTube channel. Mm, there you go. No wonder it's a bit, seems a bit old fashioned because it just, is. But just think about that, John, a YouTube channel that's 17 years old. Yeah. So somebody could be an adult and it's been around since they were an infant. Yeah. That could be. That's you crazy. Could, you could have a 17 year old who had just been, who had been watching Coco Melon from, from mm. when they were one. They've never known life without Coco Melon. <laughs> without Coco Melon. Uh, yeah, so Coco Melon, apparently there's, it's, a little bit, it, there's, it's a little bit divisive as to whether or not it's the best thing for kids. Some experts yeah, okay. have said it's certainly better than a lot of other children's YouTube uh, channels. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also there's a lot of talk. Again, I'm not in the kind of parenting world, but apparently a lot of, there's a lot of discussion <sighs> around screen time for children and what are described mm. as overstimulating videos. And so this mm. is there's a lot of attention on whether or not overstimulating children is something that could potentially have negative effects longer mm. down the line. And so there yeah, were okay. questions as I mean there's no doubt that those there's absolutely no doubt that when that those Russian and Ukrainian channels are pure overstimulation. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. the question is whether a channel like Coco Melon is uh, overstimulating or not? Mm, that was the discussion. That's that's no good. Put shitty Uncle John comes over and just <laughs> overstimulates <laughs> everyone while he goes to sleep. Man, I just want I want I want Tom and Vanessa to come home, and you've just got the kids in front of those Ukrainian Russian <laughs> videos <laughs> of like. Should have Vlad and Nikki just like hoovering cheeseburgers and star yeah. and starburst and screaming at the camera. <laughs> I evened it out. I put a bit of Noam Chomsky arguing with Gore Vidal on afterwards for four hours. Uh, that takes us to YouTube channel subscriber count number two most subscribed to YouTube channel in the world right now. The one that brought us to this point. That's the current king of the English language speaking YouTube channels and the most subscribed YouTube channel that is not a brand it's an individual who's mm. been working out how to become a YouTube star since he was boy. He has dedicated his life to becoming a YouTube 
superstar and understanding the ins and outs. You might even argue that he knows what makes a YouTube video work and what makes a YouTube channel successful more than any other individual on earth. That's my number one main man, Jimmy Donaldson, a.k.a. Mr. Beast with 161 million views. And John, maybe you can just explain to people the video of his, which I think you probably checked out this week. So we were saying that Mm. this week he was in the news because his most recent video became the second highest viewed video ever within 24 hours, which was $1 yacht versus $1 million yacht. Did you Uh, check that one out? I did start watching that one. Yeah. Then I got distracted by one where he, where he used $3 million to give a thousand people bionic ears. Uh, <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that is kind of what he's been more famous for recently. And yeah, to be honest, okay. to be honest, the yacht one, I think the, uh, I don't know why that one, I mean, certainly his, his subscriber. Yeah, strike a chord? Well, I mean, his subscriber count is just growing and growing and growing. So it could just be the case. That so it's 161 million according to YouTube. Yeah. 161 million subscribers. Uh, mm. And so anything he posts is going to just mm. rack up millions. I mean, it, it could get to the point for him where he could post fucking anything and it's going to get 50 million views within 24 yeah, hours. Sure. Why, maybe, we, yeah, why not speak a little bit to the videos that he's got quite a bit of media attention for in the last six months maybe. Uh, mm. You caught one of them, which was the Mr. Beast helps a whole bunch of people that couldn't hear so good hear heaps better hear heaps better and it was yeah i mean he basically i mean it it gives you a bit of a clue to his strategy which is just to uh splash the cash in a way that few other youtubers can or will yeah i mean he he literally had three million bucks to spend um not just you know excluding the production of the actual video which is often a very slick affair and he spent it on uh, getting these bionic ears and then doing a kind of um, compilation of him giving bionic ears to people in need. And uh, I think they were bionic ears, you know, the um, people who had uh, extreme hearing impairments and then were through this device able to hear almost immediately. And some of them hadn't been able to hear in years or decades. So it was quite, I mean, it's, you know, it's quite compelling viewing and you can see why, something like that racks up a whole heap of views. And then there was another one where, I mean, there's just this kind of madcap shit where he said, you know, I've got a real life assassin, which can't possibly be true. Uh, and and he's I've tied, um, we're standing on, a, on the top of a train and I've tied him up and he's got to untie himself and then chase me and, and try and pretend kill me by the end of the day, basically. So that's the premise of the video. And he's, you know, you watch it and it's like a little, mini film like there are yeah. explosions there's there's like tanks like he's spent immense amount of money on it and then another one which i watched which was a bit more compelling for me just because i was interested in the premise was he had uh buried himself in a glass coffin for 50 hours and so it just <laughs> kind of his his mates basically put him in this glass coffin and then buried him and and then the whole video was him just kind of joking around with his mates and and trying to last in this glass coffin for 50 hours. So yeah. it was, again, like would have cost a, quite a lot to make. And they had this, they had like a medical team on standby and they had like a air conditioner going, that was piping through to the, um, to the coffin so that he didn't die. And, uh, 
Yeah, it was good stuff. But that you know they'd all they'd all amassed shitloads of views. Um, but he must spend <clears throat> and therefore make an incredible amount. Yeah, so bit of background. Uh, Mr. Beast has been on YouTube since he was 12. He's now 25 years, uh, 13, sorry. So he uploaded his first video when he was 13 years old. He's now 25, Mr. Beast. So wow. he's been on YouTube for 12 years. And so he's mm. been understanding YouTube for, for 12 years. And when you mm. hear interviews with him, uh, he explains that he had pretty much dedicated his life to YouTube as as early uh, as he started putting those videos up, he really thought, you know, way way before being a YouTuber was was a thing. He mm. he said, "This is what I want to do. I want to make YouTube videos." He started to become really popular around 2017 when he started uploading videos that were things like, uh, I think I've got it written here. He did one video where he said, "I'm going to count." Where is it? One second. In January 2017, Donaldson published an almost day-long video of himself counting to 100,000. The ordeal <laughs> took him 40 hours with some parts sped up to keep it under 24 hours, the video. So he started doing stuff like that, which started racking up a lot of views for him. Mm. I think that's when he first maybe came on my radar. That's maybe when I first heard the name Mr. Beast in 2017. But right. he's pretty much this guy who he just decided I'm going to be a massive YouTube star and I'm going to commit my entire life to understanding the recommendation algorithm. I'm going to dive mm. incredibly deep into the analytics of all my videos. I'm going to look at the where viewers uh, stop watching my videos and I'm going to understand mm. why they stopped watching so that in the next video I can iterate and make sure they don't stop watching. So, Today, when you watch a Mr. Beast video, not only is he in a position where he has now become so popular that he has this massive company that employs hundreds of people to make these essentially like stunt kind of videos mm -hmm. with production yeah. values that rival Hollywood. But what mm -hmm. you're watching when you watch a Mr. Beast video is a video that is uh, massively crafted to keep mm. you watching for as long as possible or as long as he wants to make that he's decided to make that particular video. So every mm. shot is time to per perfection, the mm. soundtrack, the way that the story moves, the hooks at the start of the video that get you interested enough that you want to keep watching the stuff that mm. keeps happening in the videos that makes you stay and get excited and go this is not only am i enjoying this video i'm gonna click subscribe because i want to see yeah, more yeah, yeah. of these videos when they get made so it's just genius genius masterfully created youtube videos that are just pure entertainment and yeah. he is taking over the world i think he also has mentioned in the past well i should actually just say that when I've heard interviews with him and I've heard other people speak about him who've met him, they've said that he exhibits the same kind of drive that you would see in a like a Bezos or a Zuckerberg or mm. a Musk, but right. laser-focused on YouTube. And yeah, uh, okay. I think he's also expressed <laughs> a desire in the future to be president of the United States. So this is a type of personality you that you're dealing with with a beastman. Yeah. Well, I mean, he could probably manipulate his... 160 million subscribers I mean, most of whom would be in america to vote for i mean him, that's so the thing imagine that i mean think think of the fact that trump was able to become president largely because he become a star 
on yeah. The Apprentice. And now think yeah. about think about the reach of Jimmy Donaldson, which is just mm. infinitely more than it was for Trump on The Fucking Apprentice. Mm, so if he exactly. turns around and says, "I'm gonna, I want to start launch my presidential campaign," and everybody's gonna say, "Yeah, we remember when he helped everybody." Who couldn't see? He cured blindness. Yeah. Did you see? That yeah. was, I think that was the one that got him quite a bit of media attention uh, uh, recently, yeah. where people were saying this is a little bit distasteful that he's saying, mm. it, you know, with with the kind of saturated thumbnail of him, uh, like giving a thumbs up, and then a kid with like bandages <laughs> over his eyes. Yeah, you know, Mr. Beast cures blindness for people that <laughs> can't see so good and don't have so much money. Yeah, exactly. I must say. Uh, whenever I see this stuff, and I'm less often on YouTube than you, but um, I just think back to watching Paul Verhoeven dystopian kind of action comedies when I was a kid, like RoboCop or whatever, <laughs> at Starship Troopers, and there's sort of this kind of saturated, fast-paced, syrupy, maniacal <laughs> television that he depicted, and I was, and I just think we're really living in his version of the future, and. Uh, even with Mr. Beast, I mean, they're good in that they are like well-crafted, but they do make you feel as though your brain is being pumped full of some drug that's not particularly good for it. And slightly, you feel slightly sped up to a kind of manic pace when you're watching them. Yeah. And uh, that just keeps your brain from from unhooking and also makes you, if you watch them enough, unable to... Uh, cope with the ordinary pace at which things in the real world occur so that you get bored every two seconds. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they're pretty amazing. And you showed me this other thing, which was his, his video, which I assume is real from 2015. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is where real. He says, he says, and he's just kind of a high school kid who obviously then had made his mind up to be a YouTube star. And, you know, it was very much laser focused on it at that stage. And it's quite amazing because he's, you know, he'd racked up in 2015 what was probably by the standards of the time a decent following on YouTube. But he was, he keeps saying in the video, I just want to make it to a million followers. And if mm. I don't, then my life is fucked. And, yeah. Uh, and that's all, that's all I'm aiming for. That'd be amazing if I could actually make a living as a YouTuber and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, you know, five years later, he's got like tens of millions of followers. <laughs> and, uh, um, well, here we are, I guess it's eight years later, but presumably by five years after that video, he was a massive star. Yeah. And now he's and, the, uh, the, the most, the most subscribed, uh, non-branded YouTube channel in the world, the highest mm. subscribed, um, highest subscribed English language YouTube channel. It's probably also worth noting with with Mr. Beast that he has branched out beyond YouTube to brand deals and food product creation. Ah. So he has a hamburger brand where he ba- called it Mr. Beast Burger where they very mm. where they very cleverly just um sell their kind of franchise name Mr Beast Burger to all these ghost kitchens around the world ghost kitchens are those kitchens that exist only on food delivery apps like Uber Eats and stuff like that so yeah. he'll he'll sell his franchise you could say I want to set up a Mr Beast Burger 
and they go, okay, no worries. Here's what you got to do. You just need to make sure you have this like quality of ingredients. You got to make sure that right. you know we, we'll sort you out with all the packaging, and then you can start mm. selling Mr. Beast burgers on Uber Eats in your local area. And then I think the most recent thing he did was a chocolate bar. There's Mr. Mm. Beast chocolate. So it's and an we app- mentioned. I've just remembered we mentioned him on the show a few episodes ago before I really knew anything about him because uh, he was mentioned in an article I was referencing about the dairy industry's attempt to reclaim milk's mojo. And one of the ways they did that was by getting Mr. Beast to do a video about visiting a dairy farm and how how great milk is and how well the cows get treated and how how everyone needs to drink milk to game and all this sort of shit. That's right. um, He's doing God's work there. So we want to say thank you so much, Jimmy Donaldson. We Mm. can't wait to see what your next video has in store for us. And that leads us to the number one most subscribed channel on YouTube, which I remember in the whole world. uh, I remember in the media when PewDiePie was number one a couple of years ago. He'd been number one for Mm. years as the most subscribed YouTube channel. But this channel was gaining on him fast and it became obvious that he was going to be taken over Uh, and i would also say that this is the probably the least interesting channel to me of all of them in the top 10 and yet it is number one and that is of course t-series yeah now now just to give you a bit of a sense of uh how much of the number one channel t-series is you got mr beast coming in at 161 million subscribers t-series is at reigning champion at a whopping 244 million subscribers. Holy uh, T-Series is an, is an Indian, this is from Wikipedia, T-Series is an Indi- Indian music record label and film production company uh, founded in 1983. It is primarily known for Hindi film soundtracks and indie pop music. So again, it's obviously a company that existed pre-YouTube mm. um, beginning in the 1980s and then YouTube comes along and you have this confluence of events. Uh, basically, you have YouTube, you have the population of India, which is 1.3 billion people, uh, yeah. and you have India's rapid um, access to the internet and the growth at which uh, the growth at which or the speed at which Indians are getting online. That there's just mm. if you look at graphs of if you if for example you look at uh, the the speed at which Americans are coming online, it's a pretty stable kind of graph. Nothing particularly right. interesting happening there. Whereas if you look at the last ten years, maybe even the last five years of mm. people in India coming online, it's just a hockey stick up. Wow! So you have oh, all of these Indian people coming online in the last few years. Plus, yeah. You have uh, these channels, established channels like T-Series that are producing a lot of kind of Indian music and Indian music videos and Indian film clips. And so that all comes together. You got your 244 million people subscribed to T-Series, the YouTube channel. It's huge. Even considering the population of India, that is a massive chunk of that population and I suppose other sort of South Asian countries might get into that as well. And other people around the world, certainly. But I assume the bulk of them are Indians, maybe Indian expats who are watching it. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. The other thing, John, that, uh, that I read is that there's, there's so much less competition in India because it's a much younger 
online audience. They have not been mm. on the internet for as long as America. There isn't a kind of European American developed um, like ecosystem on YouTube. Yeah, I okay. mean, if you think about if you're an American or a European and you want to come online and do a little English YouTube channel, you're yeah. you're competing against people that have been in this game for a real. I mean, look at Coco Melon, seventeen yeah, years yeah, yeah, yeah. on YouTube, yeah. whereas it's a much fresher scene in green India. pastures. Green yeah, pastures. Sure. There's not a lot of competition. So if you've gotten, if you've gotten, this is the th- relocate I'm, the cast. This is the thing, John. Here's what we're gonna do: children's channel screaming mm. screaming and breaking plates and misbehaving like young boys aren't allowed to sound mm. effects and hindi that's yeah. what you're going to do make it make it an indian channel have a bunch of have a bunch of children running around screaming at the camera eating candy and hamburgers or yeah. uh, honky horns and slide whistles and instead we've said do you know what a i could what market i reckon we could get a foothold in is <laughs> Two white men who are friends and have a podcast <laughs> uh, in an English-speaking uh, yeah, we're in a pretty podcast s- ecosystem. We're in a pretty saturated market, so that's um mm. that's T series. I mean, if you if you go and look at it, it's you know I guess there's some there's some absolute bangara bangers on there, um, mm. but it's I'm obviously not its target audience, so I don't yeah. really I'm not really. I mean, I, I looked at the most popular video, which has over a billion views. And it seems yeah. to be a scene from what looks, what what to me looks like a a Bollywood film. There's a very pretty woman, and she is having she's on stage, and there's a very handsome Indian man in the audience looking at her, and they're having some sort of connection, and then she sings a song mm. to him, uh, right. and that has over a billion views on wow on T series. But T series, it's right. so these are like. It's extracts. It's an extract from a movie. I'm guessing. It looks like or, it, yeah. Rather than original content, yeah. Yeah, okay. it looks like it. I also wrote here. Uh, I had a, I had a look at the growth of T series. So T series at the moment is gaining two million followers a month subscribers. Holy shit! So it's wow. getting. So every every month you can yeah. expect T series to be going up two million YouTube subscriptions, which is wow. that's that bigness. That's huge, and um, similar similar rates of growth to DPTM. Similar rates of growth to DPTM. It's us and the T series. This also had me, John, looking up. I knew the two most popular nations in the world were going to be number one, China, and number two, India. Mm. Uh, I didn't. I wouldn't have known. Maybe I'm kind of showing how. Do you know what number three is? Sorry, the number three most populous country. Yeah. China, India, and don't know Brazil. Yeah. This is I would have guessed Brazil as well. It's the mm. US. It's the USA. Oh, and oh get, there you go. And, and get this: it goes from India at number two with one point three billion people. Then there's a big old drop to the USA with three hundred thirty-one million. Mm, wow! So right. think about. Think about that. Think about the fact that you got a whole lot of Indians coming online. You got a whole lot of Chinese people who are also doing real well. Uh, mm. So yeah, that. So you've got USA with three hundred thirty-one million. Then you've got Indonesia at number four with two hundred seventy-two million. Pakistan mm-hmm. is the fifth most popular nation in the world with two hundred twenty million, and Brazil is. 
there at number six with two hundred and twelve oh, million I people. Really, I wasn't close. There I also go. I also uh, took note that the f- with Brazil in there at number six, most popular nation in the world. Mm. Mm. Uh, their first YouTube channel in Portuguese comes in at number twenty in the YouTube top one hundred channels. Yeah, okay. And we should there also just point out for anybody that doesn't know, uh, China, the world's most popular nation, at one point four three nine billion people at the time of recording. Uh, there is not a single Chinese YouTube channel in the top huh. one hundred YouTube. Subscribe channels. Uh, ChatGPT told me that China's absence from YouTube is primarily due to the country's strict internet censorship policies and regulations, mm. as you might have guessed. The Chinese government heavily controls and monitors online content within its borders mm. through a system known as the Great Firewall of China. This system restricts ah. access to numerous foreign websites and platforms, including YouTube. Uh, and John, of course, YouTube owned by Google, and Google famously had offices in China which they then vacated when it turned out that China was not being as open and free as they had thought they might be. I'm not sure if Google has reopened offices in China, but I do know that some years ago that was a big news story that Google was pulling out of China. But yeah, there's Mm. no China in the top 100 YouTube channels. I'm sure they have their own kind of equivalent uh, services which are available within China. Also, I want to give a shout out to number 32. It's <laughs> Marshall Bruce Mathers Third. That's right. Eminem is coming in in the top 50 <laughs> uh, most subscribed YouTube channels. And I don't know why, because um, I thought his popularity had peaked many, yeah, many moons ago. But yeah, he's, he's massive Eminem. Isn't it funny? Mm, yeah. I mean, WWE and Eminem, what fucking year is it? There's <laughs> obviously people who just got stuck in the in the turn of the millennium. Uh, so, John, that rounds out our DPTM YouTube top 10 most subscribed channels episode. And it's also going to be by far the longest Don't Pray the Machine episode that we've ever had. So... Congrats to uh, any of the DPTMers out there if you've sat through all of this because this is <laughs> like double the length of most episodes that we would do. So write us mm. in and tell us if that is the kind of thing that you like, if you like a real longer episode. I'm going to tell you right now, if you want us to do episodes that are this long, there you're really going to have to pony up because yeah. I cannot be doing 80 minutes of this. No. I mean, right after this, I've got to run off and mix down a record that somebody needs me to produce for them. And then I've got to go off and do something else. Mm. Uh, but this has been. And you got to listen back to this trash. I've got to listen. And then I've got to rush home. I've got to listen back to uh, 80 minutes of this trash and try and <laughs> chop a few. Of uh of John's rants out and <laughs> spend spend a couple of hours trying to get all of his coughs and sneezes. <laughs> John, so thanks so much, everybody. I love you know that me and John, especially me, I'm a real tuber. And John, mm. you must have really enjoyed going through the top ten channels of YouTube this week. What do you want to say yeah, to everybody well, before you close it out? We want to say thank you to Google owner of YouTube, for making all of this so available to us all. people at Google. Family-owned company. 
And uh, they just well, want, they just so want much what's best for us. Alphabet Corporation for making our <laughs> lives. So I love Gmail. I love Google Sheets. I love my Google Pixel mm. phone. Boy, do I love Yatyab. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want your life to go down the tube, why don't you... <laughs> down the tube. That's got to be... That'll have to be what this episode's called, surely. That's so good. <laughs> down the tubes. I can't wait for Down next week. We're gonna do the, we're gonna do the bottom ten uh, <laughs> subscribed channels <laughs> on on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs>